In a world where three pudgy middle school history teachers discuss random aspects of history. Well, that's... that's all I got. No, Hatfield, we got you. Yeah, I, Wait, who you calling pudgy? Yeah, man, that's kind of rude. No, I'm rude. It's the History Bros Podcast. <laughs> History Bros coming at you, Jason Rude, Jason Hatfield, Brian Geldmacher. Good to be back on. How you doing, guys? No. <laughs> uh, Hatfield, could you could you talk at me like a Frenchman for a minute? Je m'appelle Monsieur Hatfield. Uh, like the baguette. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, today we're talking about the French. Yes, our good friends to the east, sort of. Uh, our good friends during the Revolutionary War, for sure. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they kind of are. I mean, I know. it's Eastern-ish. <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, <laughs> the French uh, were in the Americas before the Revolutionary War, which is also part of the reason why they got involved in helping us out, to an extent, uh, to kind of stick it to those bloody Brits. Um, mm. And if you'll remember, all the way back to episode six, I think it was, I was accused of making fun of British theater and their tanks, uh, if you guys remember that at all. But that's a long time ago. Anyway, um, the French were, and they weren't, so the French were in the Americas, but they weren't like just, and I won't even say just, I'd say primarily not in on the East Coast, much like the British, the Dutch, even the Swedes, I think, had some colonies. They were a little deeper inland. Um past Hatfield's region mm-hmm. on into certainly Geldmacher's region and even yep. my region here up in up in the sticks. Also probably known as the Louisiana Territory. That's correct. Ah, well, what would eventually become the Louisiana ter- Territory? Right. Ter- it was, ter- uh, territory, territory, territory. Ter- 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 yeah. like, like any other good uh, European settlement, it was just named New. New France. Right. Like everything else was... <laughs> We we don't have original names. We just we just slap the word new at the front of. What our are you talking about? We got and... New York, um, <laughs> right? We got New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, North Carolina. Hmm, there you go. Yep. Well, there was <laughs> New went. Amsterdam before New York. <laughs> How I does know that? Why they change it? I can't say. I well, I yeah. People it's just it... liked it better <laughs> that way. <laughs> That's uh, not the right city. I mean, how does it make the old country feel when they call it the old country and this is the new whatever? Yeah. Well, everybody's focused on the shiny thing, all the new thing. Oh, man. Was not it the uh, old, was Eddie tri- Izzard? The old shriveled up. <laughs> Eddie Izzard was talking about how he was, in, I guess, in Florida and he was watching the news. And it was like, you know, we've restored this building to how it looked over 50 years ago. Right. Like, no, surely not. No one was alive then. <laughs> we do tend to, like, you know, apart from, say, you know, um, Colonial Williamsburg and that kind of stuff, for the most part, they, you know, a lot of people do like the shiny new stuff, and so they'll tear down yeah. things. And Sure. Well, but that's the nice thing about some of these areas. Some of the stuff has been preserved or at least recreated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today's not going to be about my experiences, but I am going to throw mine out there quick. Uh, Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin is only about 60 miles from me. That was a French trading post on the Mississippi River. Uh, a very well-known... Does that mean like a dog? 
prairie dog? No, it doesn't, and I don't remember what it means off the top of my head. I've heard it before, and I just forget. I don't want to look it up right now. But maybe in a future episode. Some sort of... I don't know. Internet? Some kind of... I don't know what the... Was it the... I'm going to put a source down as Google. That's what the source will be. I hate when kids do that. I uh, hate yeah, it. Right. What's your? Says, do you have your? Do you have your source cited? Yeah, yes, it's uh, Google. No, Google. it's not. You no, failed. Get not. out of my class. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, dogs Meadow. Hang on. It's oh, here. It is. Dogs Meadow. Uh, yeah. The French explorers named the location Prairie du Chien, French for Dogs Meadow. So nice job, oh. Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Boom. See, I know because I buy dog food, and they used to have. They have. That name, that that word in there right. a lot, and so there. it's like, what? So well, anyway, there is uh, Fort Crawford was eventually built there by the English uh, later on in like War of eighteen twelve, and actually before that, uh, or around that yeah. time. Um, but prior to that, it was a, a French trading post. Uh, but they were very very active, and if I understood the video correctly, because we did a story. Well, I didn't do a stories from the road. Our very own Brian Geldmacher did a stories from the road from what I it sounds like was the colonial cat, French capital. He did? Did he? Oh, that's me. That's you. Is uh, Do I have that correct? I did. Do I have There's that correct? There's only one Brian. I mean, right. of the three of us on here, you're the most original of yeah, the so, three of us. Right. Um, I guess like the I guess Illinois was like a province of New France. Illinois. And, uh, it's Illinois. Uh, you're, I'm so, so sorry. I'm I sure it is. Because it's the, the French. people of Illinois. Yeah. Um, but Fort Chart, which is where I visited, uh, yeah, it was the administrative center. So it was... Uh, um, kind of where the decisions were made for that area of New France. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and so my first question here that I'm kind of curious on, because this this was even new information for me. I'd never heard of this. First off, what were the French doing in the Americas? Well, they Messing were trading. Uh, they were they were acquiring furs, and they were trading fur. Okay. Um, and what were the and so you that didn't, you're a social studies teacher? You didn't know that. No, I did know that. Shh, shh, <laughs> don't bring it up. That part I knew. Uh, I okay. mean, so obviously it was, it was for economic development. But here's French the French were here. Here's the I other thing the that French I find. French were here. Next thing you're going to say, the Spanish were here. Spanish weren't here. He's crazy. Don't listen. To him. <laughs> the other thing I know is that the French had a much, much smaller um, selection of cheeses. That too. Uh, a much, much smaller contingency of people in the Americas than, say, the British. The British, at the time of the, Rev- or of the Seven Years' War, had about a million to a million and a half people, while the French only had about uh, 75,000. They had a large uh, area, and really when it came down to it, one of the reasons Napoleon wants to eventually sell it to the United States is kind of like, they don't, it's... It's going to take too much to really defend that territory. Sure. It's there's no point in really um, committing the resources to it. You know, we'll just we'll let the dirty Anglais have it, and you know, we'll, um, well, um, and not to mention the fact that the you know the United States had already been created by the time he was doing that. Sure. You know, right? But I get for what you're saying. How, for how much? How much money was the Louisiana purchase? Fifteen million. Oh. Bag of, and a bag of Skittles. Yes. However, yeah, well, we are on the other side of the river in the Illinois. Skittles. <laughs> Illinois was actually not part of the Louisiana Purchase. That was part of a, 
that was part of the deal with the uh, Treaty of Paris with the ending of the Seven Years' War. Right. Yes, um, the French just kind of keep getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, really. So correct, absolutely. Now, uh, this four four uh, chart you said Fort de Chart. It's de a, chart. It, 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 there's more letters to it, but it's pronounced de Chart. Yes. And, and where along, like, where is it along the the, the river? It's about an hour south of St. Louis, uh, not too far from the Missouri town of St. Genevieve, which has some strong French. Uh, actually, it was just made a national historic site uh, sure. just a few years ago. Uh, it, another town with very f- strong French connections, but it's about an hour south of St. Louis. Well, and Prairie de Rocher is right there, too, it looks like. Yeah, it is. Technically, uh, Fort de Chart is in the town of Prairie de Rocher, yes. Okay, all right. Um, so there you go. I, I've got my handy-dandy Google Maps pulled up. There you go. Tell me a little bit about what uh, Fort de Chart was all about. Well, uh, it kind of... As I mentioned a little bit ago, it was the administrative center. So it was where a lot of decisions were made as far as the uh, operation of that province of New France. So anything that was going on as far as um, uh, river control, I mean, the fort is literally built within, um, I think it's less than 100 yards of the Mississippi River. So uh, access to the river was obviously extremely important. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of the, the place to surrender. That was my next word. I don't know how you. <laughs> no, it, it was. I mean, it was. It, if you were going to meet a, a French dignitary, you were probably going there for a period of a good thirty years. Okay. Um, to the fort. Yeah. So obviously, it is a fort. I mean, are we th- are we talking about a fort that would have a garrison of soldiers the same way that we think of, say, Fort Sumter in the Civil War or? Fort McHenry during War of 1812 or something it like is, that. Yeah, it's still, I mean, the first couple uh, first couple of versions of this fort were uh, not stone, but they were wood. I don't know if you can hear that. Well, the first one Sorry was straw. Okay. First, and then it got blown down. And, and then <laughs> and, Right, right. And then finally stone, and then the stone is the one that's here today. You, you guys are terrible. Oh, my Lord. The, uh, the <laughs> fort was rebuilt two times. They actually finally built it in limestone in the 1750s. Uh, telling you. So, um, and then it was kind of left to ruin uh, once the Americans had taken over, uh, once the French had taken over, and then once the Americans had taken over after that. Um, and then in the 1930s, the state of Illinois... Um, <laughs> led an effort to uh, do a lot of archaeology and expose the foundations and sure. um, and they reconstructed generous portions of the fort um, to kind of recreate what had once been there. So that's that's what I visited. That's what's in the and and so is there any cost to get into there? No. Oh gosh, no. I walked right in. Uh, I actually thought the place was closed. <laughs> you know, with the hall, with all of the COVID signage, you're like, oh no, is is anybody here? But no, they were uh, they were very much open. They have a, a really nice uh, museum that is built into one of the uh, like the barracks houses. Uh, you you can climb up um, over the main gate. There's a, a place I did not climb up the main gate uh, up over the main gate, but they've got the you know huge heavy wooden doors and you know the whole the whole deal um uh they have even gone so far as to like build platforms on top of where some of the barracks houses were to kind of mm. expose some of the cellars and show you kind of how some of these buildings were laid out the the stone um 
the oh goodness gracious the magazine is is original and oh, wow. it is uh, believed to be the oldest building in the state of Illinois, uh, and they oh, wow. believe it is again from the from the 1750s. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. really, really cool. Huge, massively thick uh, stone walls. I, I can really only imagine. Neat place to be. I can, I can only imagine why you'd want your magazine to be built with really, really thick stone walls. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, magazine papers burns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know. Thank you. Um, so what is the importance? Is this the only fort that we're aware of? I'm assuming there was other forts in the colonial. Yeah, so um, I actually. What, in that area or that the French yeah. had? or Oh, absolutely. There was another French uh, fort just oh. down the road, a little further south, uh, called Fort Kaskaskia. And um, it was built uh, k- kind of overlooking the Mississippi River. Uh, up on a bluff, and uh, it was just it was just an earthworks fort, and they were going to. It had been decided by the French to uh, to build a fort there, kind of overlooking Kaskaskia Island, which was just across on the Missouri side. Um, but they decided not to because I guess the, and I, I I'm only speculating when I say this. I guess that probably I, if I had to guess, it was the cost to pull supplies up the hill. Because it is up a, a significant bluff mm. overlooking the river, so I guess they decided instead to um, to fortify fort to chart, which is why they used limestone in that last iteration of the fort in the well, 1750s. Which, but by fort, the way, I, I feel Kaskaski like we need just to, down the road. We need to do kind of like a real time correction when we're talking about how the the French didn't really have much on the east coast. I mean, that's not yeah, not we're exactly. forgetting about the most famous story of all involving, you know, what would become known as Fort Pitt. Yes, that's true. And, yeah. you know, the Jamonville splitting headache. So no, you're well, absolutely I mean, right. Even though that's not, not necessarily on the coast. I mean, the French did. It's on have... the, but it's pretty far East coast though. No, no, well, you're right. It's right. But it's on the West side of the, of the Appalachian mountains. That, and that's yeah. the thing is I, the way I've always characterized it. And I think it's a fair characterization is saying that, uh, from the Appalachians to the to the ocean to the east was British. The Appalachians sure. to the Mississippi was French. And then once French, you cross the Mississippi, or French, yeah, sorry. Once you cross the Mississippi at that time, it was basically Spanish-controlled. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, and that's the thing. It, it's it's interesting with the, with the forts because um, who are you defending from? I mean, if yeah, you got to I guess go- Pittsburgh is uh, west of the... Appalachians. Hmm. Yep. I don't know why I didn't think that. That's weird. Okay. Hmm. That's okay. Okay. Um, but what's interesting about so I I do have one question. You were talking about Fort Kaskaskia. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being on the river, do you know if they had cannons at that fort? You know, there is not a lot left. I mean, it's literally just if you, as you stand there, you can see, um, you can still see the 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 pits and the uh, and the and the buildup of the earthworks but okay I, I would imagine there were cannon there um yeah i don't know I, I would have to go back and look and see what the um the interpretive signs sure tell me but i i would imagine there probably were well and my um, reasoning for that is i can understand why you would do that on the river the same way that there was a fort in vicksburg mississippi during the civil war you, if you can put guns up there you can pretty well control who go, gets to go up and down that that river. And that's kind of what, remi- what it reminded me of was um, video that I've seen of like Fort Donaldson. Sure. It, it kind of reminded me of that kind of river access. 
you know how it's kind of it sits up high it kind of looks over that's yep. kind of what i the vibe i got sure that makes sense that makes a lot of sense all right um i had another question uh, i gotta think of what it was so now you talked about uh french creole style architecture can you kind of tell me what that is and, and what the defining features are? Because there's some interesting architecture that you talk about. <laughs> I guess I could try. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the house that I visited was not open uh, due to COVID. Um, but I think uh, a lot of it is like the, an, uh, like an open side um, a lot of windows, windows that can be open, like full length windows, floor to ceiling, and they can be opened almost as like doors, but they act as, uh, um, but they act as windows. Uh, and again, one of the specific things about this particular home is the the Pierre Menard home was you can save big money there, by the way. Right. Um, <laughs> is the fact that the the basement was uh, it, it's it was the house is raised on the front elevation. Um, so that if you were walking straight in from the yard, straight in, you'd be walking into the basement. Um, and then if you go to the back of the house, the basement is under the ground. So it's, um, I don't know if that's specific to French Creole. I don't think it is because I think there's a lot of other architecture styles that feature that, but sure, it has to do with basically allowing the kitchen to then be in the basement to, to help with some of the heat. That's uh, sure, and I, I'm not speaking specifically about French Creole again, but that's one of the major like notable things about this house. Um, but it's got that it's got that low sloping front porch that is in the, is in front. Um, if you watch the video, you kind of you kind of say, oh yeah, I could see how that would, I could envision this house being, um, you know, in the outskirts of like uh, New Orleans or something like that. But here it is in in Southern Illinois, which is. It's odd to say the least, but there are a couple other houses in in Southern Illinois that are just like it that, you know, trace their roots back to, um, the French, being there. Would well, we consider those Creole though? Creole, I I, I feel think like... the inspiration comes from homes that are built like they are in Creole okay. areas further south, so they took that and kind of used that kind of idea to pattern their own homes, which is why I think they use the word Creole. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I the I probably when, just butchered everything that you asked me, but <laughs> no, no, you're okay. <laughs> when you talk about the um, the I mean, I keep you know wanting to go back to New Orleans as a great example of you know French, yeah. then Spanish, then French, and then you know um, that kind of stuff, and so that sort of uh, the different cultures' influence in those areas is always pretty pretty fascinating. I feel. Well, I think you can look up and down, uh, you know, anywhere in that uh, along, you know, the, uh, the from the western part of the Appalachians over to the Mississippi and even across the Mississippi a little bit. And you can find that French influence. It's it's not difficult. Uh, in Wisconsin, yeah. you can find it all over the place. I mean, uh, Fond du Lac, you know. Right. Um there's uh, a, a number of them. Uh, Ashwabadon, I think. No, that's never mind. That would be a Native American one. Uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. uh, is is another one. Um, and of course, you're going to see that up and down, um, it, it, anywhere along the Mississippi, uh, because if it started as a a trading town, that uh, that's what you're going to get. Uh, is it Cape Girardeau? How do you say it? Cape, you got it exactly right. Cape Girardeau. That's French. Looks French. 
yeah, I, I believe that it, I would imagine that it wouldn't be. And I think a lot of the, actually the French, the French Creole style really even outdates some of the like the most popular what you think is Creole in like New Orleans with like the wrought iron balconies and things like that. I think French Creole style even predates that um, just because they weren't using wrought iron uh, out in New France much. They were using it in New Orleans, but I think uh, with some of like the trading posts you'll find throughout the Mississippi River Valley, you're, that some of that architecture that is known as French Creole predates some of the, some of the New Orleans stuff. Sure. Mm. Well, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Well, we've talked a lot about the French here in the Americas, and uh, no doubt they've had quite the influence. Um, uh, obviously, there's a number of different places you can can explore, whether you're in Illinois, Iowa, uh, or even down as far as uh, Louisiana. Um, Jean de Baptiste, uh, what's his name? Uh, de Baptiste. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, St. John de Baptiste, his histor- St. John de Baptiste, that state historical site uh, is in Louisiana, northern Louisiana. Um, so, I mean, there's all kinds of different places you can go and see some of these French influences. And, of course, as we said, there's all kinds of small little towns that have French influence on them as well. So plenty of history out there to be found. So if you're French, you got something to be proud of mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we need to tread lightly because, as I recall, that was one of the first bits of feedback we got was That's in our right. defense of the French. That's right. We, we did. You're right. Yes. <laughs> Someone was like, how dare you classify them as being nice. Kind yeah. to the natives. I remember <laughs> Which, that. I mean, that was some, they brought up some very valid points. So, you know. Right. <laughs> no, we appreciate that. Yep. So, so every time we, I think we're contract, contractually obligated to every time we say French to, to kind of do a little spit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Fair enough. Well, gentlemen, that's all we got for this one. We'll be back with more another time after this. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it'll be soon. So how with that, we'll, say? let's just Go say, we'll, what's that? Go ahead. We'll, we'll have some more for you on the next episode of the History Bros. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. Au revoir. Deuces. Or whatever the, the French term for two is. <laughs> <laughs>